away and we are reviewing a wonderful work that he has created called in all thy getting get understanding a very exciting title for really good deep and exciting learning and study in god's word good evening pastor thomas good evening sister phyllis how are you I am fine, thank you. Um, I hope you're not tired. I hope you are energized. That's one of the reasons why I play such upbeat music. The thought of of talking about Jesus Christ always uh, energizes me. Are you Are you tired? No, ma'am. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> very good. Very good. I'm so glad about it. I know your days are long, and I know that you give out so much. I want to be very aware and never, ever stress you uh, beyond what is a good thing, you know, because we are in control here and so is the Lord. So whatever he orders, we will indeed take. So this evening, I am so glad that you're here. I, um, we, of course, we're going to start with prayer and, and I will pass that to you if you don't mind. Absolutely. Father God, we come to you this evening seeking your word. We we come thanking you for all you have done. We ask you, Father God, to forgive us for our sins, knowingly and unknowingly. We ask you to open our minds and our hearts to your word. Father God, allow the Holy Spirit to move freely in our lives that we may understand what we need to understand, say what we need to say, and do what we need to do. And for those things, God, plus many more, we give you the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's wonderful. Praise be to God. You know, uh, thank you, all of you who are in the uh, studio. Good evening to you and welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so very pleased that you are here. I know that Pastor has such a good word. He always does. And our discussion is enriched by his uh, love and commitment to the word of God. And I am so appreciative of that. I have a friend, well, I used to do outreach, a lot of outreach. And I was um, throughout a city, uh, Asbury Park here in New Jersey, that at the time when I came was kind of a gutted out uh, city, the left kind for ruin. And the Lord just was really faithful in, in that. So I'm, I I have a lot of friends from that time. And I re just received a call from a young man that I know very well. This is never a hot-headed guy. He never did drugs, none of that, right? He always had a job and very, very wise. And he called me uh, just before, well, about 7.30 actually, to tell me that his brother was murdered on the streets of Asbury Park. And he was giving me the story, and I am very, um, who I'm in sympathy with him. I'm, I'm really in sympathy with him. So I think tonight, I wanted him to get on, but I didn't kind of have the time to walk him through how, how to uh, connect. But it's so important that, that we begin to proclaim God's word 
openly and outwardly because it is so needed. It's so needed. He was telling me how his brother was a little, you know, streetwise and hothead and they couldn't kind of tell him when to stop, when to come in, that sort of thing. So, uh, Pastor, tonight, my heart is is with him. We call, we, you know, I won't I won't tell you, his, I won't say his name on, on, on live here, but my heart is certainly with him. And, and I'd like to ask everyone out there to pray for a young man who I would... Just pray for for uh, the Lord's peace, that He will accept what God has done, in in that it's that part is over, and that He will uh, receive what God is doing, and that might be His His own salvation. So, with that, Pastor Thomas, you're going to bring us into our topic tonight. Um, which one would you like to talk about? Okay, see, Pastor Debbie, he doesn't get my text. I, I, I know it because he, he, he did not okay. call me. Oh, okay. I yeah, didn't I'm know a, that. Yeah, I'm a caller guy. You're like me. Yeah, if you want me, don't text me. Give me a phone call. Absolutely right. I mean, I, some texts are good, but, you know, if I'm just, if I know they're coming. Otherwise, okay, so now I know. I didn't know because, okie dokie. Um, okay, I'm going to put you right into volume five again. And, and what I was really contemplating, of course, I've been reading, you know, through them, but I think that chapter two of volume five is really uh, relevant and something of great importance in our relationship with Christ. And that's being able to hear his voice. Hearing the voice of God is the title of chapter two. I want you guys to know that Pastor is the author of In All Thy Getting, Get Understanding. And uh, it's going to really and truly, you're going to be able to receive it. But probably would take us a, a, a couple of weeks before we, we actually can get them out to you because there is some preparation uh, going into this. So, um, that, but like I said before, these are excellent uh, quick studies. They're not uh, too short to comprehend the the topic the message but they are succinct they're very direct and so you can use these i would use it for a devotional as a matter of fact or i would use it as a my own personal study with a journal so uh we're we're looking tonight at hearing the voice of god and we're going to discuss this as pastor brings us in however you like pastor i i will have questions but i want you to introduce it if you will mm-hmm Okay, good evening, everyone. Praise the Lord. Um, Praise the Lord. We're going to talk about hearing the voice of God. Okay. That's something mm. that we uh, have to acquire. It's, it's, it's a... Um, uh, you first have to know the characteristics of God. You first have to know what God requires uh, who is God? And that comes by way of having a relationship with God. And the more time we spend with God, the, the, the more we will understand or acknowledge when we have his voice. And when, we, when I was writing this chapter, I realized that a lot of people confuse hearing the voice of God with hearing the voice of their own desires. You know, a lot of people will say to you, well, God did this and God said that. And in actuality, 
they say with such conviction, but with actuality, that that stay on desire. And if you know anything about God, he don't think like you. His ways are not like your ways. And he's trying to tell us that we need to acknowledge him. But in order to acknowledge him, we must have relationship with him. And that means we must spend time with him. Uh, how would you know a person and how they feel? You know how when a holiday come by and you want to buy somebody a gift, you only kind of get a good feeling of what to buy them if you spend time with them. If you know their likes and their dislikes, if you know their heart. And it's the same with God. We have to learn God's nature and we must understand what God requires. And, and that takes some getting to know him. Um, in hearing God's voice, you have to desire to hear his voice because, see, his voice is going to take you in a different direction than you're going. Nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, let's just say that until we get to a place uh, that when whatever we want, whatever we ask God uh, to lead us or to guide us is going to be contrary to what we would do. And that's why I said that we confuse it with hearing, uh, with our own desires. And they say they are not the same. Amen. The voice represents, our voice represents the flesh and others and the spirit. And God's voice represents the spirit. Je Jesus had said in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. This statement they follow me means that they keep my commandments. And Jesus, when, when Jesus said, when I tell them to come, they come. And when I tell them to go, they go. And before you can hear the voice of God, you must have that relationship with him. You must spend quality time with him, quality time within him. You know, uh, the Bible tells us in, um, Matthew 15 and 7, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, anything that you ask to be done unto you. So God is trying to forge a relationship with his people. And in order to know God's voice is like knowing God's heart. When, you know, some people have a hard time differentiating whether Satan is talking to them or God is talking to them. And I have to say, I say it with empathy and compassion. The reason they're struggling with that because they don't know the voice of God. They don't know the ways of God because you know God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So when, when, when you try to say uh, uh, something on a negative or something that's not a good thing or a godly thing. And, and we don't have to be a Christian to know godly things and natural things. Amen. When you feel compelled because of how you feel to say or do something to someone, you can't say that God is justify, justifying your actions. God is the same today and forevermore. So he doesn't change. Whatever is not bad, I mean, whatever is not good before ain't good now. So in hearing the voice of God, one must surrender. One must want to be led and, and directed. Uh, you have to come to God uh, with a broken and a contrite spirit. 
what sense does it what sense does it mean to hear the voice of God and not obey it? Amen. So yes. that serves yes. no good. Amen. Guys, it's a village. Um, Pastor, I was just saying amen. I was. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm making I'm taking notes and I love the way that you got us going. You want to keep going? Yeah, please. Okay. So, so hearing hearing the voice of God, you have to have a purpose for it. You have to be in a place that, well, if I I, I, if I hear God's voice, am I am I in a place to obey God's voice? Now, God is not going to ask us to do anything that we're not able. And whatever it is that we're in the natural not able, that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. So hearing the voice of God is leading and guiding us in this new walk that we have. He said, acknowledge me in all thy ways and I'll be a light unto your path. You know, uh, the book tells us that his ways are not our ways. So so you have to have a desire to want to change or why even bother hearing the voice of God? Because now once you hear the voice of God, you are responsible to obey that. And you say that I love God. That's why I want to hear what he got to say. But he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Amen. Um, Here we are. We're coming into Christianity. We're coming into a relationship with God. And we've never been this way before. Uh, we, we stumble and we fall. We struggle with the flesh and struggle with the spirit, obeying the spirit over the flesh. And then God will tell you in the way that we should go. The Bible tells us that all scriptures were inspired by God. And they are profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. And instruction. So that that means to a person, God, I want to go your way. I want to do what you want me to do. What are you saying? What should I do? So when we get this revelation knowledge, why do we fight against it? Amen. So hearing the voice of God is for those who really want to follow the word of God or the voice of God. Are you there now? Are you not perfect, but are you in a place that you want to make, instead of making good decisions, you want to make godly decisions? Amen. He said, if you delight yourself in me, I will give you the desires of your heart. Wow. What is that? Now, in understanding that particular scripture, in delighting yourself in him, and before you can delight yourself in him, you have to know what delights him. You have to know what it is that makes him happy, what it is that put a smile on his face. So in order to know that, you have to spend time with him. You have to let something else fall by the wayside, and you got to spend that time with God. Not speed reading, not praying, asking for a whole bunch of stuff, but just saying, God, here I am. I need to hear from you, Lord. And, you know, one of the things about people, uh, when they pray to God and they ask God for stuff, when they finish, they get up and go about their business. Something's missing there. We're not waiting to hear from God. 
And then when God tells you something and your natural man is not in agreement with it, that's where the conflict starts. You have to know and understand that whatever God tells us we need to do, you probably won't like it, but it's it's, it is the best thing for you. So you have to be there. Uh, Romans 12 and 1 said, be not conformed to this world. Stop thinking like the world. Stop making decisions based on the knowledge and wisdom in the world. Because he said, there's no good thing in this world. But he said, be uh, transformed by the renewing of your mind. So how do we renew our mind? We put new information. We think it different. We speak different. Amen. We process things different. And, and, and in order to know how to process this thing, God has to speak to you. God has to lead you. Amen. So in, in, in familiarizing yourself with the characteristics of God, with the heart of God, with the ways and things of God, then we come to understand that God is a compassionate God. God is a, a, a forgiving God. God is a loving God. God is a bridge over troubled waters. God, you know, watch this. So in hearing the voice of God is knowing the ways. You know, the Bible said in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So when we learn the word of God, we're learning God. We learned what God had said in Old Testament, we learning what God is saying through Jesus Christ in the New Testament. And then when when you hear uh, an inner voice and that inner voice is speaking to you and say, no, don't do that. No, don't say that. But your feelings are fighting and say, I need to tell this person how I feel. Now you're listening to the voice of your flesh, which is the voice of Satan versus the voice of God. Amen. Whenever you feel a struggle, you want to do one thing. And inside your spirit is telling you to do something else. That's God. Believe that. Your ways are not his ways. And your thoughts are not his thoughts. He said, seek me. Seek me early where you may find me. And you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. So you can't just do it because that's what everybody's doing. Because that's going to make the transition even more difficult. You have to be sold out. God, I, I, I don't want to do my way no more. I am tired of making these mistakes. I'm tired one time, one day, one part of the day, I feel strong and then I feel weak. And sometimes when the enemy comes, he comes and he's overwhelming me because I have no defense because I don't know the word of God. It would, it would benefit all of us to study the word of God. The Bible in the book of Ephesians tell us to put on the whole arm of God that we may be able to withstand the wiles of the enemy. Well, well, golly, how do we do that? What is the whole arm of God? And that takes a little research. That's all it takes. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. We have to spend time 
And then we look up these things one thing at a time. You ain't got to be no scholar. None of us are scholars. But we desire to please God. One, one scripture tells us right out the gate. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So without faith, you can't hear the voice of God. Because uh, 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, watch this, and see if you can identify with this. When people are talking the spiritual thing, when people tell, when you your life is upside down and, and you can't see a way out of no way, and somebody comes in you and say, baby, it's going to be all right. God will make a way. And you're like, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. But what that mean? Well, now listen to the scripture. The scripture says in Second in Second Corinthians 2 and 14, the natural man cannot conceive or understand the things of the spirit, for they are foolishness unto him. So when we hear the word of God through another saint or another person, and we reject it and think it's foolishness, that means that we are receiving it in the natural. And if we receive it in the natural, we are basing what they are saying based on our cognitive ability to understand. Amen. The wisdom of man is totally different than the wisdom of God. Okay. So then it goes on to say, neither can he know them for they are spiritually discerned. And discernment of the word of God uh, uh, is, a, is a gift that God gives his people. Amen. So now look what the scripture said. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So therefore, if you're a new Christian or old Christian, and you don't have the faith you should have, you're not pleasing God anyway. You're not going to hear God because God is going to tell you things that are contrary to your natural man, and then you're going to resist it. The Bible tells us that those who walk after the Spirit. Now, you can't walk after the Spirit if you ain't got no faith. Okay? And, and those who walk after the Spirit will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. See, having faith puts you in another bracket. It puts you in another place and it empowers you. You're no longer for that moment that you're walking in faith a prisoner to how you feel because how you feel has nothing to do with what you know if you know anything about God. Amen. Look what um, uh, Hebrews 11 and 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. If I read it in the book and God said it, I don't have to see it in order to believe it. It's a principle because we walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. So the whole thing is that God is giving us new information. He's trying to get us to think different so that we can speak different and we can believe the unbelievable and expect the unexpected. And this is what walking in Christ is about. This is what uh, um, hearing the voice of God, because God, the spirit of God, which is the Holy Ghost, is leading us. He's convicting us. He's informing us and reminding us. And this is what we need if we want this new life that God is offering us. We keep trying to bring this old stuff in with the new stuff. And, and the Bible already told us you can't put old wine in new wine sacks. Amen. So here we go. 
How do you hear the voice of God? By, by having relationship with God. And, and uh, uh, what is it? John 15 and 5, the Bible talks about uh, Christ is divine and we are the branch. And, you know, as a metaphor, a, a vine uh, or the tree, the branches are connected to the tree. Amen. And as long as that branch with the leaves on it are connected to the tree, then it lives. But when it separates itself, it shall die. And Jesus said, as long as we are connected to the vine, we can bear much fruit. But if we're not, we will surely die. So mm -hmm. in order to, to, to hear the voice of God, you have to have a desire to want to listen. And you can't hear God if you run in your mouth all the time telling him what you want. And here go. If you, here we go. We go to prayer. This is a big one. We go to prayer. And we begging God. God, do this. Oh, God, do that. Oh, God, I want this. Oh, God, I will need this. Oh, God, I feel like you're not there sometime. Oh, Lord, I need you. I need you. Please come and check on me. In the name of Jesus, please come on and check on me. Okay. If you had a relationship with God, you know that God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. If you had a relationship, you would know about First uh, Peter 3 and 1, where it, said, it says, according to his divine power, he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. In his virtue and glory, for his vir for virtue and glory, because he put virtue in us. His word would put virtue in us and he'd be glorified. See, if you had a relationship, all the things that we are asking God for, he's already done. He bared our sickness and carried our disease. By his stripes, we are healed. So here it is. Somebody gets sick. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, please. Heal my body. But he already gave us the power to lay hands on ourselves and heal our bodies. In Matthew 10 and 1, the Bible says that Jesus called the disciples unto him. And he gave them power over all unclean spirits and disease. And he told them to go out and heal all manner of sickness and disease or cast out all manner of sickness and disease. So here, if we had a relationship with God or we would hear the voice of God, we would understand that the Bible said, if any among you are sick, call the elders. He's telling us to call the elders. And this is by faith because most of us are go call a doctor. See, we don't know these things. And how can we hear him if we don't expose ourselves to him? God has given us everything we would need to do what he is requiring of us to do. We just don't know it. And some of us don't believe it. Because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaketh. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 18, 21, that death and life is in the power of the tongue. And those who love it, meaning those who speak it and you must believe it, so you must love it, will eat the fruit thereof. So whatever you say out of your mouth, it's in, it comes out in a seed form. And the seed is planted. And every seed that's planted shall reap a harvest. So if you say, I feel like I'm going to die. 
Keep saying it. And, and, to, and then you'll start to believe it. You're not going to die right there because you said it because you don't believe it. But if somebody keep telling you you're stupid and all you hear is that you're stupid, sooner or later you're going to believe it and then you're going to start saying I'm stupid. Do, do you get the point there? So what you what comes out of your mouth is what you believe and God is trying to change it, but it can't, you cannot change how you, you were taught how to speak until you have a transformed mind. And you have a transformed mind by uh, uh, exposing yourself to the heart of God and a mind like Christ. Are you hearing me? So here you have power and authority to change your life, to control your environment. And you got to believe that by faith. And God has shown us that he have a lot of witnesses that can bear witness to when we call those things that be not as though they were. Because Jesus said, if you believe in the works that I do, you shall do also. And greater works than these you shall believe you shall do. So here it is. It goes back to believing what Christ has said and what God has done. You, you don't have evidence in the natural. Other than, I mean, well, I'm just saying that because, see, if you look at God's handiwork, that's your proof. If you look at how he did the sun and the moon and the stars, how he separate the water from the earth, amen, how he created the trees, the birds and all the animals, that's your proof. Because they had to come from somewhere. And we go back to Genesis. He, God shows us how he constructed the world. And what was so cool about God, watch this. God created the heavens and the earth. And he put everything in the earth that man would need before he even spoke about man. He knew just what man would need. And then after he did everything and rested, then going into Genesis 2, he created man. I mean, well, in one, he created man and he didn't create a man. He created man in his image and likeness. He blew his spirit in that man. That was a supernatural man. And then he took in, in, in 218, he took a rib from uh, Adam and made woman and she was supernatural because she was of the man and the man was of God. But we already know what the story was, how we lost that kind of power and everything. But through the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, amen, uh, uh, God gave us back that, uh, that power. He gave us back the opportunity to have everlasting life with him. But now there's principles that we have to follow and we have to have faith. We have to believe God. We have to seek God. He said, seek me. He said, you know, we have to love on God. If you love God, you'll do what God asks you to do. God ain't making us do nothing. Your, your life is in the condition that it's in because of your thinking and your speaking. Because he said, uh, John 10 and 10, the thief coming, but the steal, kill and destroy. But I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Ephesians 3.20 says, unto him who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think, according to the power that worketh within you. What kind of power are you allowing to work in you? Are you operating from the power of fear, lack, uh, 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 anxiety? The Bible said, be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let, make your, let your 
Mm. Make your request made known. So what are we doing? Are we doing it our way? Or are we doing it his way? Amen. I mean, we got to take a look at it. Because it ain't going to change until we change it. Because he gave us the power to change things. He gave us the power over, uh, and what's that? Um, Luke 10 and 19. Behold, I give you all power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means shall harm you. So stop saying the devil made me do it. No, you you co-op, you probably looked for the devil. And all he did was make a suggestion. And you said, cool. Because, see, you know the voice of Satan. You already know that voice. It's the voice of God you don't know. Because we don't spend so much time with Satan. He could whisper it and we're here. And we jump right on it. Because it feels good. But God, who is foreign to us, amen, and, and, and sometimes, uh, most times, we just don't want to do the right thing. Uh, and the right thing being God's way. We'd rather do it our other way. So you have to get into a place where enough is enough. You have to get into a place this, where this is serious, um, that you know that the only reason you breathe in is called for the grace and mercy of God. The enemy tried to make you sick every time. And you crazy enough to think it was God that made you sick because you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. We don't serve that type of God. God is not killing nobody. God will receive your spirit. Amen. There's a time for judgment. That's when you're going to come before the Lord. God is not making you have car accident. God is not giving us cancer. God is not taking our loved ones away. Stop saying that. It's not true. The Bible doesn't support that. He said, I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And when he said that, he's saying it to those who he know are sinners. He said, all men fall short of the glory of God. And if any man says he doesn't sin, he's a liar and the truth ain't in him. But God has given us a vehicle. He has given us a way out that if we are smart enough or willing enough to take that way out and to follow him, we're going to be all right. And this is where um, the topic comes in, in all thy getting, get understanding. Because so many people are thinking that God is causing all this havoc in the land. No, God is allowing it to happen. But God has put some things in place for the believer. Amen. Because he said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'll cover us and he'll allow us to go through something. But he's right there with us. Amen. Because if you don't go through, you'll never get to. You'll never be stretched. Adversity sometimes stretch us. Sometimes bring out the best in us. Amen. If you look at Daniel, look at Joseph, look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, look at a lot of the old saints, they went through things and, and God was there to help them through. Look at the children of Israel. They was in, in prison for uh, 430 years. Then they was in, in prison, in captivity for 70 more years. And it was another time they was in captivity. But they still multiply. They still exist. They was not extinct. Amen. Because God still had his hand on them. 
but he needed them to be shooken up. So he allowed because they didn't want to follow. You know, uh, Elijah said, how long will we be torn between two opinions? He said, if Bilal be God, then follow Bilal. But if God be God, then follow him. You have to make a decision because God ain't down with the lukewarm stuff. He said, I'll spew you out. He said, you're not hot nor cold. You try to straddle the fence and it ain't going to work. I'm here to tell you, Sister Phyllis. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was just chuckling. You know, uh, we, we have uh, some callers on tonight from, I think, a, a different country. I think I met someone last night. And so we're getting some feedback. So I keep going on on mute so that I won't, you know, you won't have that stuff behind you. But this is really good. Uh, you've, you've traveled a lot of ground here. We are talking tonight about hearing the voice of God, how important and necessary it is to be able to differentiate between God's voice, your own flesh talking, and the whisper of the enemy. I thank you for bringing all of those in because that is the challenge. Now, Pastor has given us a lot of information. He's uh, quoted uh, many scriptures, and all of them tie in to this one point that he is building, building for us, and that is to hear God's voice, we must have a very close relationship with him. It can't be casual. It has to be a tight-knit uh, fellowship. And we achieve that through his word. At, now, you catch me, Pastor, if I go beyond what you want to say or the way you want to say it. I think that the, the major question on the heart of many people who don't yet know that they've heard his voice is how do I do that? And you've said it, you've said, we must have a relationship with him. You also said that we have to know what delights his heart. And, and I translate that and you pick up right here. I translate that in, if I know God, if I fellowship with him in the word, when I hear his voice, his, he's going to say what he already said <laughs> in some form. It will never be off his page. You, we will never hear his voice taking us in uh, strange directions, so to speak. Pastor, just speak to that for me, please. What part Am I in or out? What part you want mm -hmm. me to speak on? What, what, what we will hear him say. It won't oh, he's be. Going to say his will. He's going to say what's good for you. He's going to say what you need to know. You, you, you know. And 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 let's don't get it twisted. Don't look for no voice coming out of the sky, because that ain't how he might talk to you. He'll talk to you in your heart. You'll get this inspiration to say, you know, you need to do what you said you're going to do. Amen. And 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 God is gentle. So so it's almost like this. You know how you could be in a crowd, you'd be in a park playing when you was a kid. Or you'd be on the block hanging out and your mom's out the window and she called your name. Out of all the noise that's going on, you hear your mom's voice. 
you might try to ignore it because you don't want to go upstairs, but you hear your mother's voice outside of all those other voices. That's how we have to be with God. You know, right now, wherever you are, you know when God is telling you. Watch this. You said you made a statement, and I just want to put a little twist on it. You said something to the effect, and correct me if I'm wrong. You got to be able to differentiate your voice, the devil's voice, and God's voice, right? Okay. Yes. Yes. If you're not listening to God, your voice is the same voice as Satan. Your ways are, are like Satan if they're not like God. So Satan is going to talk to your flesh. Well, he's going to talk to your mind. And then you're going to talk, then it's going to get to your flesh. And now you're reacting off of how you feel, not what God has said. And he always keep try to keep us in our feelings because our feelings aren't fact. It's real simple. Amen. It's real simple if you just think about it. And I remember I didn't know God's voice, but I knew Satan's voice. And I'm saying, okay, mm. I got to do something. I got to do something. So I don't know. Maybe it was the Holy Spirit told me. Until you learn to hear God's voice, when you want to do something, do the opposite. <laughs> Any, anything that we do that helps another person, that blesses another person, that is good to another person, or even ourselves, that's God. Because God is good. See, you have to learn. Uh, it might be, what's that? Uh, Galatians 5 and 20, 21, 2 and 3. Go down. Read the fruits of the Spirit. When you get a grip on the fruits of the Spirit, that'll point you in the right direction when you want to hear God. You know when you hear God. You, even though we're not familiar with it, anything that's good is God. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, somebody don't have enough money to pay for their thing and you want to and you say I'll pay for it that's God God is a giving person a giving spirit God is compassionate God is empathy God is caring and sharing God is lifting up not cussing people out even if they just well in the natural if they deserved it Th that's not what God God says slow to anger he said let not your anger cause you to sin so cussing, it falls in line with evil communication, corrupts good behavior. You cuss somebody out, you might make them go off or something. And you think that's okay. You, you see what I'm saying? Let's go to the basic. Let's look at this thing in simplicity. That when, when if I do something that is good for a person, or nice to a person, kind to a person, then, then that's God. But when I want to be selfish and stingy and non-forgiving and 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 just bite back, bite, bite, uh, bite bad, back bite, oh Jesus. Backbiting. That's why I get it. Backbiting. Backbiting, slandering someone else's name, lying on someone else's name. That's not God. You can start with that. 
When the Bible said, be not conformed to this world, it means don't take on the characteristics of the people in this day. Uh, Psalm 101 said, blessed is the man who taketh not counsel from the ungodly. Stop asking your unsaved friends what you should do. They can only tell you what they know, and they don't know what God knows. Amen. 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 So, uh, you know, uh, as you're talking, right, I'm really chuckling because I'm trying to uh, go through all the times when I uh, wanted to make sure that I had heard from the Lord concerning something or a decision that I was trying to make and had been in prayer, right? <clears throat> so as I'm listening to you, I, I say, well, oh my gosh, uh, wonder, wonder how many times I missed it. However, what I learned early on, I mean, the first time that I recognized the voice of God was, it was very definite. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I had heard from the Lord. And and uh, I never forgot that uh, at all. And then thereafter, I would be very sure of what I had heard during worship, whether I was in corporate, you know, in a church setting or at home uh, with the Lord in his word. It's as if he just started to talk to me and um, I just could hear it. And I would write it. I have journals filled with it. So I concur with everything that you are saying. There are times, however, and you may you know, respond to me in this, that his voice is so definite and so clear that it transcends even that descriptive uh, matter that you've just given us, that description of, of course, we are born again, our natures are new, and we are going to begin to think like, and Paul says, and, you know, I have the mind of Christ. That's what the Apostle Paul write, writes, and I suppose we can all say that. We are, we, you, you told me that the other night. Um, I'm reborn. I belong to the Lord. His spirit is uh, uh, dwelling with me, leading me, guiding me. And so things that I'm thinking are probably, most probably, out of the new nature that I am, spirit being that I am. Am I speaking um, truth there, Pastor? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what what it is is that God speaks to us. He says the same thing, but, but depending on what we're asking, right? Because God's word never changes. But we hear God differently. God will speak through another person to you. You just have to be in a place. Th this is the this is the roadblock. When we ask God to do something, we ask God for something, we already got it made up in our mind how we want him to give it to us. And if God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our ways, nine, nine, 10 out of 10, it ain't coming the way you want it. But it's coming. So it's how one interprets it. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. oh, yes, it, it does. Indeed, it does. Um, I, I guess I'm saying that, um, hmm, what am I saying? P perhaps in my, okay, perhaps when I 
really have not matured to a certain understanding. Perhaps then, it, as I am in fellowship with God in his word or in worship, there is a voice that takes me beyond my present self, so to speak. And it is, of course, compliant with God's word. It is not off that. It is not in the Bible. You know, when I think about uh, his voice, if he says something to me, I can almost find it in the in the Bible. It, it won't come in the same words because he's talking to me. You know, he's talking to me. So he's speaking a language that I am going to respond to. But what he says, just like what you just told us, aligns with his word in general or in specifically it aligns with his word and yet there are those very powerful moments when um his voice is such a um ooh it's such an insertion into the the moment and i know beyond a shadow of a doubt that i've heard the voice of i really have heard from the Lord. And uh, perhaps you're saying that, you know, and I'm just repeating it. I um, just kind of want to know if you're saying that and I'm repeating it. I think so. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because see, okay, I'm, I'm in business and sometimes mm -hmm. I'm indecisive. I'm not sure if I should mm -hmm. buy this product or I should go here or go there. And in my inde right. indecisiveness, I asked the Lord, I asked the Holy Spirit, I need your help. What should I do? And right there, immediately, something, the thoughts are still in my head bouncing around. And when it gets to this thought or it gets to that thought, how I know which one I should do is I have a peace about it. Amen. The anxiety and trying to make the right decision has gone. And when I focus on, should I, I, I just use it this way, should I buy this car? I, a peace comes over me and I know that's the one I should buy. See, I ain't get no voice, no mountain moving, mm -hmm. sky ain't open up. It was a calmness, a peace. You know, and when a person, when you say, I know I heard the voice of God, there won't be no anxiety there. Whatever that decision is that you're about to make, you will have peace with it. And that's that's a good indication that you heard from the Lord. Because the devil ain't going to give you no peace. Yes. Amen. 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 It is a very um, grave and important part of our of our walk with Christ, I think, to be able to, oh, I know, to be able to hear his voice, to be able to discern his uh, leading. And uh, I, I don't I don't like to make it so personal, but I don't know who else to talk about when I am giving example. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I, so, so, so I use, I use some things that have happened to me to kind of highlight what, what I'm, what I'm trying to say. When I first moved to Monmouth County here in New Jersey, I um, 
needed a job. I wanted a job. I had, you know, I didn't need need one because my husband at that point, you know, we had come here for his for a job, and so he he really could take care of me. It wasn't that. I don't know why I was so fixated on having this job, because I had just left a job, and um, the, the I, I was in a a, a, a um. I went to have a tuberculin skin test read at a small community center across. And the people heard me talking with someone, the executive director there heard me saying, talking to this person. And she came uh, out and she said she wanted to talk with me, right? Uh, so I've been praying about getting a job. And and I went back, I would talk to her. And she said, I got a job for you. And uh, I'm saying, oh, yeah, really? <laughs> so she went on and told me about this job. It was in faith-based outreach. And um, I I wanted the job, but she I had to talk with the, the actual hiring agent, you know, which was the organization and the uh, supervisor. So I came back home. My dad was ill. I had to go home, so I hadn't heard from them. You know, I hadn't I hadn't heard from them. I went home, and I visited with my father for maybe a, a week, two weeks, something like that. And then I drove back, and the minute I got back, I had to go right back because my dad passed away. And so, when by the time I got back, almost a month had passed before I, you know since I had talked with this woman. And one day, I just heard call the VNA. It was a visiting nurse association. And I said to myself, well, I was talking about, I said, call VNA. It's like that job is gone. I'm so sure of it. Right. Um, but I kept hearing the, that voice uh, called the VNA. Now, when I, what I heard was not like a thought. It wasn't like a thought that I was thinking. It was the intrusion of these words in my head call the VNA, right? And I, that was the voice of the Lord. I did call, I obeyed. And you said something earlier about that. You said you must be in a position. Are you in a position to obey the voice of God? Because once you hear it, you have a responsibility, right? So I, I was uh, kind of shy to do that because I'm saying, Lord, I think I'm really nuts. It's been a month. I haven't called them, you know, made an appointment, whatever. But I did call. And when I called, they were more, they were so happy to hear from me. And they set up an appointment right away. The long and short of it is I did get the job. That's the voice of God that I'm, I'm, I'm referring to. That very profound moment when you hear what you know is not you. It also cannot be, well, sometimes you kind of wonder, okay, but the Bible says try every spirit by the spirit. So, so you know, to the best of my ability, I try to do that. And I will sometimes say, Father, was that you? Did you say that? If you did, I need to really hear it and have it confirmed. You know, I do what I do. And, and the Lord always complies. If I never hear it again, I let it go. If I hear it again, I investigate further. You see what I mean? That is what I'm talking about, Pastor. And I know that you have been there and you have done that because in your in your teaching, uh, you told us that. And the, in the those moments when we need uh, immediate help. Um, the Lord is also there and we hear from him. I think this is a wonderful, wonderful teaching. And um, I don't know if anyone out there in the studio audience or listening um, has ever wondered about hearing the voice of God. I had a friend who did. She wanted so desperately to hear. And people told her just to go, just go home and, and sit, just go, go, just wait 
just wait on that's what they told just wait just wait and uh, she went home she told me <laughs> she sat on her couch listen on she said Phyllis I sat all night in the dark waiting to hear the Lord <laughs> I said she never did so not that way uh, so pastor what you were saying is really real we must have relationship and we must be willing I'm just repeating pastor's words so we go going on for that you've, you've covered a lot of ground and i made a lot of notes but they weren't questions i'm i'm taking notes for my own um uh learning here and um i want you to know that that we have several people in the uh studio live studio this evening uh that i think uh, you know we just have several people out here and big chief thunderlung uh, it sounds like an, a Native American Indian. I'm not sure. Maybe, you know, we adopt names, and so it could be. We have uh, Sister Amy Kay. We have Sister Reams. We have Poetic Heart. We have um, uh, Dambi Chris, 91. We have uh, uh, Tony Ritchie, which I met. I met Tony last night, and he's come back again tonight. Bless you. Thank you so much. I uh, told, you know, I announced uh, this this uh, program tonight. And then we have WK1202, you know, et cetera, et cetera, in the studio. Um, we have quite a bit. We have uh, Fresh in Spaces. Um, all, all, of, all of them are kind of gone by now. So I would have to really do some scrolling. But Pastor, this is an exciting and wonderful topic. Uh, I want you to pick up wherever you want to continue if you did not finish. And if you did, I would like to ask uh, questions from the from the live studio. Let's do, I, I mean, I definitely got more to say, but let's let's get some questions. Okay. Let's get some questions. Okie dokie. By all means, speak though. I'm feeling in your time. Any questions from anyone out there? Love to have your question or comment. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, we have some um, all rights and thank yous and um, your greetings to others. So continue, a Pastor. And some yeses, yes. Uh, a lot of people who, are, who are, are agreeing with you and giving thanks for what you're saying. So want to keep going? Okay. We're taught okay. that we can't serve two masters. Mm-hmm. When, say you have three people standing in a group and you're listening to the two people talking, the problem is they're talking at the same time. You really can't comprehend what either one of them is actually trying to convey. It's the same when we listen to ourselves or Satan, and then sometimes we try to listen to God. You will not grow like that. You cannot serve both Satan and God at the same time. If you're going to take your instructions from God, you have to try to follow his instructions. When your feelings kick up, you know that that's not of God. You know that's part of the cardinal man. You know, Paul talks about the cardinal man in Corinthians. About he, Remember when he said, I wanted to feed you meat, 
but he got to feed you milk because we, we weren't ready for it. And he gave us some description why, uh, what, what, what was the, the uh, milk? I mean, what was the attitudes that we had that kept us from getting meat and still had to get milk? So if we're listening one day to God and another day to ourselves, you're going to stump your growth because your, your mind is not going to get familiar with the voice of God because we flipping and flopping. You have to have a made up mind. I ain't talking about being perfect. I ain't talking about not making mistakes, but your spirit man has to grow stronger than your natural man. You got to feed what you want to live and starve what you want to die. You know, um, God has given us a new language. And that language is a language of love, compassion, empathy, kindness, joy. And we have to familiarize ourselves with those values or those virtues and walk in them. We have to, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? I'm looking for, we have to, display those those attributes and when we flip back to the natural man or our old way we uproot everything good that we've done and now we have to start all over again so again do you really want this do you really want to be a part of the kingdom of god or is it something that you want to do? You can't half step this. You got to be in it in order to win it. And, and I want us to examine ourselves. And I'm not talking about perfection. I'm not talking about not making mistakes because we're going to always make mistakes. But where's your heart? See, we still struggle with the ways of God and our old ways. There's some things that we are still in love with that's not pleasing to God. And that's where we need to be transformed from. That's where, you know, where the Bible talks in uh, Chronicle, uh, Second Chronicles 714, if we would turn from our wicked ways. When the Bible said, lay aside every weight that so easily beset you or cause you to sin. These are things about our character that we have to overcome. And the Holy Spirit will help us overcome those things. If you really want, if you cussing and you really want to stop cussing, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. If you do your part, he could do his part. There's nothing that we can't overcome. The Bible said I, we could do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So where we are, it ain't the devil's fault, it's our fault. If you're not pleased where you are, let the power of the Holy Spirit help you transition. Amen. Amen. Such a wonderful, wonderful thing to discover that God really does love us. Like I love it when you come on and uh, well, you didn't say it tonight, but you generally say 
that uh what is it how do you oh my gosh i keep forgetting how do you actually put it but you are god really loves you you are the apple of his eye and that you includes me which is one reason why i do love it so much guys i know that he loves me i know that he loves me and i um in turn want to love him you know i know that i don't love him as much as he loves me i can't possibly but i do want to and another another wonderful um uh, part of this relationship that he has given us in New Jersey and uh, 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 across the world. I think, Pastor, there are a couple of people who might be from uh, Ghana in here tonight because I I met them last night and um, I think they're the same names. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what we have the capacity to do uh, in the cyber you know, arena. Uh, we can meet people from all over, and we are in we are in relationship already because we are knit together by the Spirit in the Spirit of God, and uh, that's what I feel with, uh, or that's what I know. With God, will make will make a way. Ministries. I I came on the podcast um, Monday night. I think Reams will help me with this. I wanted to um, be more, con- you know, I wanted to be more present in the live arena because because that's when we meet uh, lots of people. Um, so I came on and little did I know, I didn't know, I really didn't. I came on just to check something with, uh, with my sister Reams. And when I got on, I began to talk about a topic that I wanted to... Uh, start months ago, really, almost a year ago. I've been talking about it you know, in my head, going over this whole idea of intimacy. And I had visited with you on, um, I think, Singles Night for You is Monday night. So I came on, I went on Monday night, and I, well, I'm, now I'm totally confused. Whatever, it may have, it, maybe it was Sunday night that I went on because I began to talk about love, right? Um, and love is going to take us to this conversation and intimacy that I've been trying to get to. I was shocked, but that's where the Lord led me. And then we talked and me, and he opened a, a door. Uh, and, and and when I went on singles night, that's what it was. And I followed you the next night and you were talking also about love. The conversation there was wonderful. And I was almost tempted to ask us to continue in that vein tonight. But more than that, uh, when I had read, you know, the voice of the Lord, I know that that voice, the more you hear from the Lord, the more he actually embraces you and makes it personal. God is in connection with you, the person. Yes, the full church, all the church, but he knows me. And that makes me fall all the more in love with him. I worked with a woman in there, Miss Helen, I'll never forget her. She was as cute, oh my goodness, and Miss Helen would hug herself and she would say, honey, I think he loves me more than anybody else in the world. And I said, we're in competition because like, I kind of think he loves me like that too. That's where hearing the voice of God has taken me, Pastor, and then him following through with the things that he said. So I love it that it's one of the topics in your book. I think you are right. No, I know you are right when you said you sat down and the Holy Spirit began to talk and you put 
all of this in this book. Now, am I right? You heard the voice of God. He really guided you. This is a manual for Christian living. It really is. And I'm so grateful that you have allowed uh, me to be a part of uh, sharing this with the world. Amen. Amen, indeed. Amen. Amen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have covered uh, some topics in volume five. And I got to tell you, Pastor has so much more to say on every topic than he has written. He's amazing. And when I hear you, you just go for it. And you always fill us to overflowing with all that you have to say. That was a very short discussion in the book. Uh, when I say short, you know what I mean. It's, all of them are, are truncated kind of uh, studies. But this one, I was surprised that it was a, a little you know, more um, succinct than the others. And yet the same scriptures you brought out tonight are included. They're wonderful. It's a wonderful, wonderful uh, a, a collection of studies. And those things to contemplate when we are striving in Christ, when we really want to be connected to, to the Lord. And uh, I said, you know, you said something else that I really <clears throat> want, want you to, to kind of leave us with. And that is when you hear his voice, you must be, you are now responsible for obeying. You really are. Pastor, just go ahead and, uh, you know, really, really shake us with that because that is so real. Well, we have people, and I was one of those people that I believe God exists. I believe he was all power, all omnipotent and all of that. And something mm -hmm. in me said that if I know what he said I'm supposed to do, then I'm going to be required to do it. So I don't want to know. So thinking that is giving me an excuse for not doing, but it doesn't. Second Timothy 2.15 said, study to show yourself approved unto God that a workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God has put, or put the responsibility on the believer to study to show himself approved. And and what it is is that we are we are required to mature in the Word of God. God pulled you out of whatever He pulled you out of. He cleaned you up. He turned you around, and He put you on solid ground. He put a word in your heart, in your belly, and He brought you through things that would have ordinarily killed you because He wants you to be His witness. It is your responsibility to tell somebody about the goodness of God. Look what he said. If you lift me up, I'll draw all men unto me. All he needs you to do <coughs> is tell somebody what he did for you. And knowing that God is no respecter of person, what he did for you, he'll do for somebody else. What he did for me, you may not need him to do for you. But he's a doing God. God will make a way for all of us if we allow him, if we position ourselves in the, and walk in the principles. Amen. See, you, you gave a scripture and it said, but I want to add the other part to that scripture. Every spirit is not of God. 
because we got principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. And then we have the spirit of God. Every spirit is not of God. So try the spirit by the spirit. But you can't try the spirit by the spirit of God if you don't know the spirit of God. All you can do is try a like spirit like yours. And if your spirit is jacked up, then you're going to okay another jacked up spirit. Amen. So it's all about us transitioning, walking in this, in that glorious world. Let me, let me just say this because I'm going to stop. The, you want to hear the voice of God? Let me put it this way. You want to know what God is saying? Read his word. David said, I hide thy word in my heart that I may not sin against thee. If you put the word of God in your heart, every time you need an answer, the Holy Spirit will remind you of what you read, what you heard, and he'll lead you in the way that you need to go. I'm telling you, it's a fabulous life. We want for nothing. Praise God. Mm. Amen. Glory to the Lamb. Hallelujah. And I just got a message from uh, one of the Fresh and Spaces says, needed talk on hearing God's voice as I am making many impacting decisions with my family and determining next steps in doing his will. The, uh, there. Oh, the revealed, oh, doing his will. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know what that was. Uh, thanks so much. Thanks Sister, so much. Sister Phyllis, let, let me yes, say something sir. in pertaining to this, this young lady. You have to understand that the decisions that we have to make that are godly decisions are not going to be favorable decisions in our natural. God going to tell you to cut some people off. God going to tell you, stop listening to these people here. You see what I'm saying? And these people you love. And these people, and even the ones that you don't love, God might tell you to listen to that person because what he's saying is true. So we have to be so open and so sensitive to God that when he tell us something that our emotions uh, start to get activated and we start getting in our mind, no, I can't do that. That's my dad. Or I can't do that. Because you got to remember, God told Abraham to leave his family because God was getting ready to do a work in Abraham. He said, leave your mother and your father, your father and mother's house. So sometimes God would tell us to leave those people. God would tell us to stop giving. He told, who was that, Isaiah. He told Isaiah, when Isaiah used to pray for the people, he said, don't come to me praying for these people no more. Stop praying for them because they were hard-headed, stiff-necked people. And God didn't want to hear Isaiah praying for the people. Not that he stopped loving the people, but the prayer was fruitless because the people were going to do what they want to do. So you got to be in a place that when you ask to, for God to talk to you, you got to be in a place to hear him out. And you got to walk with God. Sometimes it's real hard. But it's going to work for the best for everybody. Amen. That God just put that in my spirit. I'm I ain't, I ain't, I'm just saying. That's good. That's wonderful. 
and just even, you know, I have many, many instances when the Lord has told me to do something was hard, but the one that I just talked about and taking the job, right? I didn't want to take that job because the salary was so low. It was like, <laughs> I had just come from a job in North Carolina and uh, the salary that they were offering me just, I, I, I just couldn't even see it. Um, but like I said, my husband was doing real good. So when I would get paid, I would close my eyes. I wouldn't even look at the check because at the first time I looked at it and I said, oh, my goodness, you know, you're doing all this work and, and getting paid such a small amount. And it was like a $25,000 cut from what I had taken uh, in North Carolina, which I thought was very low. But, but this was even lower. But I did do it right because because this is what happened. Part that this is what I'm saying, uh, Pastor. I said, Lord, okay, you know what I mean. I'm bearing down here, and I'm I want to know if this is your voice. And and the Lord spoke straight scripture to me. It was Paul's words. There is a great door and effectual open unto me. That's what I heard. I saw the door had to be the all the whole thing. And so I took that job. And let me tell you, it is in that job that God really showed me the world, its state, its needs, and how ministry is so important. But it was all outside of the church. And I was doing the faith base. So I really, really am stamping uh, with example the words that Pastor has just spoken it may not be easy. It may not be what we want to do. But if he said it, it is the right thing to do. And I could go in and tell you about that job. All of you know me. I know about that job. It kept mounting and mounting and mounting. And people used to ask me, how do you get to go out and pray for folks and talk this talk that you're talking? And I, I was confident because you see the Lord had sent me. And so I did what he told me to do whenever he told me to do it. And I was never called on the carpet for that at all until, you know, I, I was later and he spoke again. But this is wunderbar, like my girlfriend would say. Wunderbar, we think it's German for wonderful. It is German for wonderful. <laughs> this is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And um, the end of, of, of Fresh and Spaces was she wanted to do the will uh, as as revealed already in God's word. She's looking for that. It's coming. I bless the Lord. I thank you, Jesus. It is already there. We just have to say thank you, Lord, and move according. To the end, if it's one step at a time, right, Pastor? Just Absolutely. what you just take. That's why when you said uh, God will make a way, I'm telling you, that's my mother going into a kitchen that I didn't think had anything in it and coming out with a table set for, uh, it was a king, kingly for me, queenly for me, you see. That is trust and doing what the Lord tells you to do. Okay, Pastor, you want to say something? Final remarks. Okay. You got to hear me. You got to hear this. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> this is for everybody at the sound of my voice. Whatever you need from God is already there. You just ain't get to a place to see it. He has provided everything we would ever need. 
but we have to grow to that place. We have to open our spiritual eyes and see what the Bible said, all good and perfect gifts come from above. So God is, he already knows your desires, your wants, your needs, and he has provided it. And as we walk by faith and not by sight, more will be revealed. And that very thing that you've been asking for, you'll get to see it. You'll see it. He's already made it available mm. for you. Go on and get yours. And that's sweet. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, that's so sweet. Glory to God. That is sweet. Poetic heart, right, uh, poetic heart writes that it reminds me when I lived in Florida and God told me to move back home to NC, North Carolina. I heard him clearly. Not only did he tell me, he made a way. He provided the transportation and the finances. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And Pastor, what you are doing is you are forcing us. Oh, and I love it. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you for Pastor John Thomas. You are pressing us into the fullness of our relationship with God. We are his children. He has provided everything according to the word that pertains to both life and godliness. He will not leave us barren nor unfruitful. God cares for us. He cares for us. And if we just like wait there, you know, if we go through some some moments that feel like they're, you know, hard and they will pressure you, but you come out unscathed altogether, clean as a whistle, God cares. And oh my goodness, I would not have it any other way. I just wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your kindness. Thank you, Father, for every heart on this line, every prayer, Lord God, that they may be uttering that we don't hear. Every need, Father, that is present in this space right now, I thank you for the all the abundance that is flowing from glory just for us. We are yours. We belong to you. And you love us and you care. And if we can ask our fathers for good things, the earthly father, and they give us good things, the word says, how much more will your heavenly father give you what the Holy Spirit who will guide and lead you into every truth, take you where you need to go. Lord, I am uh, filled to overflowing and I owe it all to my father for sending Pastor John Thomas. Pastor Thomas, I'm telling you, I said it before and I say it again. I believe if a person's ear is open to hear, they will hear the voice of God coming through your teachings, your studies. Praise be the Lord. Now you you end this chapter with, with this. You said, um, and if you don't mind, may I read it? I'm going to yeah, directly man. read it from... Okay, this is the Holy Spirit, which was prefaced by uh, another scripture. How be it when, this, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. There it is. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things 
to come. This is the Holy Spirit, you say, and the Holy Spirit knows the voice of God. And if we know the Holy Spirit, it is safe to say we will know the voice of God, having an ear to hear what thus the Lord hath said. It is inevitable, I say, that if you are born again of the Spirit of God, you will also hear his voice. I think it is an inevitability. Inevitability, it will come if it hasn't already, and you will know. Because, Pastor, you started it. You started the chapter with, my sheep hear my voice. <laughs> they hear my voice, and they follow me, right? That's right. Now, if you yes. ain't none of God's, you ain't going to him. Not at all. Amen. God is good. Amen. Every session is sweeter, sweeter yet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And guys, it's so good to be with you. You know what I mean? We could just be here all night because to talk about Jesus is just, the, that's, it's like, um, you know, sitting at a meal, your favorite meal. <laughs> it's just so good. And uh, we do taste and we do see that the Lord is truly good. He is. And when we come to him, right, and we pray or we just fellowship with him in his word or we just talk with each other. You know, my sisters and I do an awful lot of laughing, <clears throat> but it, all that laughter just rolls right off of our conversations about our father. And and I love it. And my, my good friends, you know, that's how it's been for years in my life. And I'm just so blessed. And I believe that's why fellowship in the church is just one of those it's just one of those things that I, I uh, pray about and, and, and I want to be uh, instrumental in, in creating when it does not exist. So, uh, Pastor Thomas, we have to go, though. Pastor Thomas has to sleep sometimes. He's a working pastor. He provides magnanimously for his flock. I am impressed. And I'm going to tell you what I didn't do tonight. And and I don't I I think I didn't do it because I I got that phone call right before I, we were to start. I did not send invitations to many people that I have formerly sent them to, and I really sat there and I thought, should I do this? Should I? And and somehow I I, I thought um, that by now you know everyone would be able to just call in, uh, but I think I should have done it. So maybe I didn't hear the the, the Lord just right this night. I. I uh, I apologize for that. And for anyone who was expecting an invitation, I didn't even invite you, Pastor Thomas. I had to go back out <laughs> and send you an invitation. That's how discombobulated I was. Um, but but we, we had a sweet time anyway. And please give all who did not get an invitation directly uh, my, my sincerest apologies. They're always welcome. And you can always get in. Even if I don't send the invitation, you can still get in. And I, I kind of thought everyone knew that by now. But here we have some comments. Pastor, bless you, great Jehovah. Thank you, Mary. He's just sweeter than sweet, isn't he? It has been a wonderful enlightening. Wow, what a show. And Amy says, awesome and wonderful time. Thank you. God is good. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb. Jesus, we thank you. 
uh, heard him clearly, says Poetic Heart. Okay, Pastor, if you want to, to render the benediction. No, I'm done. You're done. <laughs> now, Pastor, what? Well, now our next conversation is letting a woman have the. Wait a minute. How is it? Not let a woman uh, usurp or over a man or something like that, right? There are folks who have an issue with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I always delegate to you because I no. don't want anyone to have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, that's okay. <laughs> okay, no, but let me just say this. <laughs> I bless God for what he's doing in my life. And, you know, mm-hmm. like I tell people, this ain't what I do. This is who I am. So I, I don't get tired of talking about God. I appreciate you being mm. concerned about my natural strength. But I, when I start to talk about God and I start to witness for God, I got supernatural powers. I got to let you know. And that's how we all are. When we start working for the kingdom of God, we're not working from a natural platform. We're working from a supernatural platform. God will give you everything you need at that time. But I bless God. Um, uh, What I want to say, though, is please, please, please uh, think about what you heard tonight. Uh, Take it personal. Apply it to your life, man. God is waiting for us to get to a place so he could use us and and elevate us and exalt us and to let us be his witnesses. Let us let us bear witness of how good God is, man. He saved mm-hmm. me, chose for times such as this. You are so important, mm-hmm. to me, man. And God is using all resources, everything at his disposal for you to have a good life. So I think this is Amen. a good time for us to start. <coughs> excuse me cooperating mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit and let him do what he do. Amen. And I say, yes, I thank sir. God. Yes, Everything sir. that we do is in Jesus' name. And I just thank God. Amen. Okay. And oh, how can we get his book? Again, the question comes. We're in process right now of um, <clears throat> getting getting those uh, uh, volumes ready for everyone uh, but I said in the beginning that it, it's going to take a, you know, can you be patient? I'm so sorry. Um, we just want to want to get it submitted uh, for something. And then then we'll we'll be um, making sure that pastor is making sure that everyone get their copy. And he he gave an offer last week for the first 10 people who send their address um, or give give a call 732 762-1510. Send a text with an address. You will get your copy by the grace of God. Okay. Um, and, and that, that will be uh, definitely taken care of. So may the Lord, our God be praised forever and always. Pastor, will you pray or shall I pray to conclude? Go ahead. You could pray. Our evening. Um, I think we have worshiped, we have, we've gathered, we've had great fellowship. We have also, as we listen to this study tonight, been so very mindful of the fact that we really do belong to you, Father. We come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, who is our access. He is our authority. He's the one who opens the door and lets us in. And then we're in the presence of your glory. Not that we're ever out of it. 
but we are near in and we're close like children on the lap of their dad or on the breast of their mom. We're there with you. And you, Father, never disappoint us. You're always not disappointing us, giving us the love and, and just the attention that we need. God, you understand us so much. And so you've made it possible that we might hear your voice. Amazing. The God who has created the entire universe, everything that is in it, you made it. Your power on display day in and day out. And yet you have time and care and love enough to pay attention to each of us and to provide our every need and to speak with us, to actually talk to us, with us, through your word, but also in the depths of our very spirits. You commune there with us. I find that to be more than amazing. And it's more than wonderful. And it locks us in to you. We're knit together with you and with one another. Father, we thank you for it. And I ask you, Lord God, to pour into Pastor John Thomas. Pour into him abundantly of your anointing. And replenish him, Lord God, that he is strengthened for sure. And I, I allow him, God, to continue to do exactly what he's doing with the intensity that you've already said and bring many to hear this very practical word, this very practical, practical understanding of living the life that you've given us more abundantly. Bless everyone in the studio audience and everyone who will hear these messages beyond the night. God bless them to receive from your bounty. And just as you did all of us when we first came to know you, you actually pampered us like little babies. That was not a prayer I think that I ever prayed in those early years that you didn't answer and I knew it. And then you began to eat, uh, cause us to eat meat. And so you stretched us a little bit, you know, and bring us into maturity. We're so grateful. We thank you. And with that, Father, we say again, you are the exalted one. You're higher than high. There's no height that you do not uh, measure up to. And we are very, very pleased that you have called us by name. And with that, we say thank you again and amen. And good night to everyone. Thank you so much. Be blessed on purpose. Thank you, Lord. We heard you speak to us tonight. Thank you. And amen. Thank you all. Praise God. Yes. Praise him indeed. You guys have a great night. Just have a great night. And uh, we will meet you again uh, next Wednesday at, or I, I, I am casting every night now. So if you, you know, had a mind to come on, I, I didn't kind of want to say that because I, I don't go on until 8.30, quarter of nine, somewhere in there. Um, but it was our habit to go on at 8.30 anyway, and I, I had, had ceased, so I'm, I'm there. But by the grace of God, 
for some, some I may see tomorrow night. Others definitely next Wednesday. I do pray that you will return. Pastor Thomas is, is a man on fire and I love it. And I, I think that we're all blessed by it. So with that, sweet dreams and sweet to the sweet, sweets to the sweet, as we say. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. Have a wonderful night. And um, as Pastor says, be blessed and on purpose. Be blessed. Glory to God.